What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 26 of My Social Life. And before we jump into today's conversation with Gary V's videographer, Caleb Ralston, there's a couple things we need to go over first. Number one, if you enjoy this episode, which I think you will, there's a ton of value and insight packed into these 30 minutes. Make sure you leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people find the podcast. And if you're one of those people that have recently found the podcast, welcome. I'm very excited to have you here. Make sure you subscribe. Stay tuned to future episodes. If you're here because of Gary V and Caleb's connection to Gary V, you'll definitely want to subscribe because we've got an episode coming in the next couple weeks with a member of Vayner Talent. So definitely subscribe. Stay tuned for that. And to everybody listening, make sure you screenshot this Post it to your Instagram story, tag at my social pod, and I will feature you on the account and send you a message. Now, without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Caleb Ralston. Well, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where we teach you how to grow on social media by talking to people that have actually done it. Today, I'm joined by Caleb Ralston. Caleb is a photographer, videographer, adventurer, and he's a videographer for Gary Vaynerchuk. Caleb, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, you said my last name correctly. Did Most I? people say Ralston. Really? But you, yeah, you said Ralston. So. Hey, I mean, that's, Rops, a, man. that's a good start for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, but where I wanted to start this one actually was with Sean Cannell. Yeah, yeah, Sean Cannell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how did you meet him? Because he was your mentor growing up, right? Yeah, good, good work, man. Uh, he's the best. Um, so basically, I grew up in the church. My parents were pastors my whole life growing up. And we started going to this church called Turning Point Church in Marysville, Washington. And Sean Cannell was the uh, director of video there. And I always thought, just like from afar, he was just like a cool dude. Like, he was just like that cool guy. Um, And eventually, like, I just started getting involved. I saw that we needed video for our youth group. So I was like, cool, like, I'll start making videos and stuff. So I started interning there and realized Sean knows what he's doing and he sees something that's coming that, like, not a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And I was curious what that was. So I started hanging out with him more. He also had a production company that he was starting at the time called Clear Vision Media, where he was doing video production for like small businesses, right? So I was like, cool, I'll just like work with you, learn, and yeah, that's kind of how I met him. I mean, there was like so many awesome, like I could, I'm just like in the car right now, so many drives from Marysville down to Seattle for different shoots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sean's a good guy. Yeah, could you ever predicted where he got to on YouTube and where he is right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the thing is, like, I don't know if you follow his content at all, but a like, little bit. If you saw, like, when you found him and stuff, like, dude's blown up. Um, he's killing it on YouTube, making a full time living doing YouTube videos. Like, mm. yeah. It makes sense, though. Like, the thing that was always very clear with Sean, and which is why I always admired him and wanted to work under him, was like, no matter what, he worked so fucking hard. Mm. And, like, he was always always innovating, always researching. The dude is like always consuming like good books, good podcasts, and he was always pushing it my way. That's actually how I got introduced to Gary Mm -hmm. uh, is because Sean was the one that was like, yo, there's this book called Crush It, and he gave it to me, and I mean, yeah, it was like life-changing. So Sean is like hardworking, great researcher and learner, so it was obvious like, yeah, whatever he does, he'll be banging at it. Yeah, that's awesome. And then so I kind of want to fast forward a little bit. Like I do have some stuff right down here about Believe yeah, Media yeah, and everything. Yeah. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but just for the sake of time, I want to fast forward to you were doing your, you had Believe Media and then you're doing some freelance stuff. Yep. When did you kind of make the decision to jump from Seattle and out west all the way out here out east to work for Pure Wow? How did that happen? 
Totally. Uh, so in between, and uh, I wasn't like doing much online that pointed to this, but during, like in between Believe Media and Pure Wow, uh, were like two phases, I guess. Mm-hmm. I worked for a software company called Logos Bible Software, eventually renamed to Faith Life. Um, and that, I think I started working there when I was 19. Um, I was just like tired of freelance life. Like we started a production company, Believe Media, but it was essentially freelance, right? It was my dad and I, and we saw a niche in bodybuilding and powerlifting. Yeah, because he it was awesome. Bo- he used to bodybuild, yeah. right? Yep, he was a bodybuilder, still is. And, uh, I just didn't think that there was good quality video in the space. I thought we could kill it. We did that. But then after a while, I was like, ah, this whole feast or famine thing is real. Like some months it's like, yeah, this is cool. Like I can pay my bills and shit. Um, and at the time I was still living with my parents. So thinking about that then was like, yo, I got to figure stuff out if I want to move out. Um, and that's what I did. I like got a job at a software company, worked there for six months, eventually moved out of my parents' house and did that. Um, and I basically... I feel like I got paid to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, they're an amazing company with like an awesome in-house production team. We were shooting on like, by the time I left, we were shooting on like reds, editing like 22 minute docs, like crazy stuff that like I never should have had the opportunity to do, but they invested in me. I got to like, you know, grind my teeth on that. And then a year of freelance after that, uh, there was like layoffs in, I think it was like 2016. And I was a part of that and I was terrified. And then um, started doing freelance, and I was like, fuck it, I gotta make it happen. Added some cannabis clients as my um, two main clients. Did work for them, and then, dude, I just like randomly saw, so the PureWow thing came through Gary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was randomly just, actually, I didn't even see it. My buddy hit me up, and he was like, yo, Gary posted on his Twitter, or on his Instagram, that he's looking for video editors. You should hit him up. So I did, and I kept hounding, and spoke to D-Rock and uh, Babin and everybody and yeah, just kind of made my way through and then they pointed me towards Pure Wow and mm-hmm. the rest is, you know, history. And you, you interviewed Gary in Seattle before. Yeah, way before, which is super weird too because like he was like up in Bellingham, which is where I would eventually move. I was living in Marysville at the time. Mm-hmm. Sean and uh, my youth pastor at the time, uh, Jeff Moores, they had a channel on YouTube called Think International. Um, where they would like go around and interview. I mean, it, it was like everybody from like uh, tech directors at churches to like, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Mm. Like, I mean, it's just like ooh. wide spectrum. But it all had to do with helping improve churches with their media uh, content, right? Mm. And like, we went up to Bellingham, where I would eventually move, interview him. Yeah, it was just crazy. Yeah. That's cool. And then, so what were you doing for Pure Out? Just straight video editing stuff? Yeah. So they had just started a new team called the Social Development Team. Um, and so basically, we were developing social franchises on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook and um, trying to create uh, a larger volume of, of content. Um, they had already had a video team in place that was doing amazing sponsor content and like brand work. It was super awesome. Um, so they wanted to like, in addition to that, create more on social. Mm-hmm. And so they started that team and that's what I was brought on to be a part of. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks after you'd moved out here and you'd been working for PureWow, you had a meeting with Gary, right? Yep. Uh, October, 2017. So about a month, month and a half into being here. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he gave you like one piece of advice as to like kind of 
what you should be doing like after hours basically yep. yeah. coming here right yep so what were some of the experiences when you were here when you weren't a part of team gary like yeah, yeah. how was it when you were just kind of showing up here's the crazy thing i didn't really uh, hardly ever which is insane and uh i i, I try to be very very careful about being very honest about that because mm-hmm. it'd be very easy for me to be like yeah i came up and like hustled my face off with them but it's not true uh i did hustle my face off but i and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but like I went all in on pure wow. Mm-hmm. So I was like, my, my theory was, um, I love pure wow. I genuinely was like fell in love with the brand, fell in love with my coworkers. It's like the coolest company. Um, I want to go all in on them and like kill it. So I just like made a shitload of videos for them, worked really hard trying to do like the most intentional, thoughtful work. Um, and I figured, if I do a good job, it'll work its way up, and you know maybe Gary will think it's cool. Mm-hmm. But but I I didn't really go the whole trying to get on Team Gary route. Um, but I did continually meet with um, D Rock and uh, trying to learn from him, checking with him, keep him updated on what I was doing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the things D Rock kind of like taught you oh, before you were so many. part of Team Gary? Dude, so many things. Um, the biggest things, man have been um mental yeah uh yeah that that's that's always been like my biggest hurdle um he really d-rock's awesome man but like the biggest thing that he's taught me is to not judge myself um and ultimately that comes from gary right but seeing it uh, through i think maybe a different lens or or maybe even more a more relatable uh lens Mm -hmm. for me um specifically because he does video i do video um like things that like when I fuck up on an edit or, or do something wrong, like like obviously changing, but not like going through that vicious cycle of just like beating the shit out of yourself. Like I don't know if you guys experienced that, but mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. I have a long history of doing that, right? And like I would like so bad that like if a client didn't like a video, dude, I was like depressed for like two or three days straight, just like, oh, life's over. And it's like that's not beneficial at all. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mainly that, honestly, that's been the biggest one. Yeah. Um, and then also just like being a good person. Um, like I knew that growing up, and I was taught that, but I'm seeing it at a different level, of like when it's not convenient. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. Being a nice person, even when it's not convenient, like that's huge. And like, you know, top down, like learning that from Gary and learning that from D Rock, from Andy on the team, Tyler, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So then you didn't really come here, like, visit the Vayner team, or team Gary at all when before you started? Not really. I met the guys. I was honestly, um, I think, you know, th- this wasn't, like, good or anything, but I think I was, like, intimidated and shy. And uh, I look up to those guys like crazy, right? Like, they are my heroes. And... Uh, I think I was just intimidated by that. Um, and also, like, knowing that they're busy as fuck, they're in their grind. Um, but what's funny is, like, within, like, two hours of being on the team, I realized, like, oh, fuck, I could have come up here and just, like, shot the shit with them at any time. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And then, so there's one point where Andy and D-Rock kind of pulled you into a room, had a meeting about you joining Team Gary. Yeah. What happened? Like, what was that meeting like? Um... Essentially, they mentioned that they want to. They wanted to um, bring me on the team. Didn't know what that would look like or what the timeline would be. And my response was, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it coming. 
and um, I it was like an instant moment of just like you know like when the coach gets the Gatorade dumped on them I felt like it was that but instead of Gatorade it was just honor like I just felt so honored mm-hmm. like I was like this is insane these are like the best of the best these are the guys that I've looked up to for years like since I was like 16 like to work for the dude that I've been looking up for like it was just crazy so I was just flabbergasted mm-hmm. can you tell awesome. me yeah, yeah I, bet, I bet dude that's yeah. crazy uh, can you tell me about your first day as a part of Team Gary Yes. Let's see. I think it was a Thursday. It was a Wednesday or a Thursday. I had, so basically what happened was I had set up a vacation in July. It was like a long vacation, a very non-Team Gary vacation. That's not actually true, but that's like, you know, whatever he thinks. But uh, <laughs> two weeks, middle of July. Then I found out after that that I was doing the transition. So it worked out perfect. My last day at Pier Wow was right before the vacation. Went back home, chilled with friends, came back, and like right into it. I'd say within, I think it was three days, I went on like a trip to London with Gary for 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And that's the other crazy thing that like I didn't realize at the time is like he'll go to London for like 24 hours. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, yeah. And come back, go straight into the office, same for me, but like he has energy. I'm like falling asleep at, he's 43, 42, 43. I'm 25. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. So then what does your average day look like then? Because I don't think you're going to London every day. There's not really an average day. <laughs> no, not at all. It's it's pretty random because like we, we have, let's see, five, we have like roughly five videographers on the team right now and we trade off on who shoots. Um, so just that alone creates a lot of variety. But then like the days are completely different sometimes you know Gary's like going out um to different meetings out of the office some days it's like all in office like today we had like a rapper come through um which that's always really fun high energy um so those meetings are really fun that's like some of my favorite shit um 4ds I love mm-hmm. um I don't know if you guys have watched any of those before, oh, yeah. but they're like super fire. And I'm just like sitting there filming it like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like I'm learning from, yeah, it's amazing. Um, but no, there's not really an average day. No. But like right now, um, I try to like get into the office sometime between like quarter after seven to quarter to eight, um, get some organization going, like, um, find out like what's our daily video that we're shipping that day the next three days what is the status on that um and then start editing mm-hmm. usually trying to find micro content for gary to post on instagram yeah so what's like the gear you're using because i'm always curious it's like how many batteries do you need to do a vlog for like a full oh. day and uh we use the sony currently we use the sony a7s 2s um batteries suck Mm-hmm. horribly uh so we roll with like like I, my pocket will be full of like nine to ten batteries in it like just running around um and then we use sennheiser i forget what the model is but they're the wireless lab mics um the best move actually is to check out Rock's kit mm-hmm. on his instagram yeah and uh then that, that literally has everything in it and then also you can like buy through that and you know help your boy Rock out too yeah 100 percent. so then like with always having to change the batteries, this is a question actually coming from Hayden, wanted me to ask. This is a great question, I know where it's going, but keep going. Has there ever been a time where you're like changing the batteries and Gary's done something and you're like, fuck. Yes. I can't. Yeah, tons of times. I can't think of them off the top of my head, um, but it happened, it doesn't really happen that much anymore 
that much. It still does, but I've gotten a lot better at being very intentional about checking the battery percentage, checking how much I have left on the card, checking how much time we've been rolling. Because like the Sony's, it's like 29 minutes or 29, 30 or something like that. They just stop, right? Mm -hmm. So like watching that and then timing when do I start stop when he's like not talking, when he takes a breath, that's hard to time. But like it's weird. Like I think if you talk to any of the videographers, you like very quickly realize we pick up Gary's cadence pretty well. And like, I don't know, I mean, he, he is like, you know, you can't quite predict him, but like, we try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So then how did that kind of, with having to change the gear and stuff, how does that work for a six and a half hour vlog? Is it pretty much the same thing? Cause it's- 100%, uh, the six and a half hour vlog, I had no idea it was gonna be a six and a half hour vlog until um, I think it was like 9 p.m. at the airport when he said it. <laughs> I had no idea, yeah. Um, I would have shot it differently. Like, if, I don't know if you watched any of it, but like, I listened to the whole thing. What's fucking hilarious, man, is throughout it, you see how I shoot. Like, it's really interesting. There's a lot of times where I'm like doing like a pan rack focus, and I do it like five times in a row because I'm trying to get it right, not realizing that we would put. It, it was actually when he said it, it made me realize like, because we did it originally with D Rock's footage from Mumbai, right? And I was like, this is super cool, whatever. Didn't think too much about it. But then when I realized, oh, this is my footage. Oh, this is terrifying. We're like putting it out to the world. Like I'm judged for this. Like it was crazy. But like ultimately realizing like one, it doesn't matter uh, to like anybody that that um, forms their opinion on that. Like doesn't matter. Cause like that's not what the video is about. And checking my own ego and not judging myself and uh, yeah, it's been like one of my favorite projects actually. For really? Me. Yeah. So, Second to Trash Talk, but yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so were you shooting on Trash Talk? Mm -mm. No. No, no. The legendary D Rock was doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But one thing I did notice with that six and a half hour vlog is I think Gary referenced it multiple times throughout that was you're the best at asking him questions when you're shooting the vlog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I ask intentional questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, where does it, like, how do you think your questions is just like, if you have like any question, you just ask it or? I don't know, man. So he said that my sister saw on Instagram the carousel he uploaded and the last slide had him saying that in it. And she said, oh, this doesn't, something like, oh, this doesn't surprise me. You've been asking great questions or hard questions since you were a little kid. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's all it is, is like, I've always been really naturally curious about things that I'm interested in, obviously. Um, more so, I think, than like your average bear. Um, so I think I ask questions that maybe everybody is thinking but doesn't know how to formulate. Mm -hmm. um, I also like sit on questions for a while. Like I have a bank, because I watched Gary for so many years, like I have a bank of unanswered moments, right? Like things that he said that were like, oh, that's really good. But, you know, like clarification on things. So I feel like maybe that's a good thing. Um, and then I think also like being observant, I think like as a videographer, as a filmmaker, whatever you want to call it, like noticing like little things like like not to get like weird, but like I look at like his mannerisms and like like what he does with his eyes and like his hand gestures. I'm not a psychologist, I don't know shit, but I know like 
some people call it, I think they call it, especially in like the business world and investing pattern recognition, right? Like investors use that for like knowing who to invest in. I think I do that uh, just on like how people interact with other people, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, so like one little fun thing that I will eventually ask Gary uh, that maybe you'll notice now when you see his footage, when he says something a little bit more intense that's a little bit harder for the other person to hear, he does this little nod at the end. I've seen a couple other people that do it too. And it's something like very interesting that I'm like curious about. But that's like a little example of like, I've watched him for years and now sitting in the car with him or whatever, or like watching like those meetups, like at Complex, for example, yeah. right? Hundreds of people come and talk to him. Like he's interacting with them, so he's doing the main work, but I also get to watch how he handles those situations. So that's kind of, I think, maybe where that comes from. Yeah. No, that's cool. So is there anything else that like Gary's done, like almost like behind the scenes that you weren't expecting coming into it? Like I know the head knob was one thing, but is there anything else he's kind of done where you've been like, He's the best guy ever. Really? Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like it like it blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Um he does so many things that don't make sense. Um business-wise or financially because it's the right thing or the good thing like yeah he's like I I don't know how to explain it other than like he's just he's better than he comes across in videos really yeah like I was a little worried to meet him you know because like you know the whole saying you know don't, don't meet your idols yeah. type thing right um I was I was worried about that because like he comes off like this very like big character but it comes across sometimes like a character and then like now that I work for the dude and I get to like you know I have the opportunity to get to travel with him sometimes and see him like a lot and like I don't know he's just consistently awesome mm -hmm. yeah and and yeah it's just crazy do you have any like examples that just like that might be tough to quantify but yeah I'm trying to think on the spot like I mean the the things that he does for employees that no longer work for Vayner years later it's crazy okay so in the mega vlog actually this is a great example in the mega vlog the miami one i don't know the timestamp off the top of my head but there's a point where i asked him a question about like personal branding or whatever and we talked about that but then he showed me an email and he shows the camera an email that he sent minutes before i asked the question and it was just to like a former employee from years ago and it was something to the effect of like, love you so much, I wanna help you in whatever way I can. Yeah. Like things like that, it, it's crazy, right? Yeah. It's nuts. And that's nuts alone, right? But if you actually saw Gary's day, that's super nuts. Like he has no time. Like w there's like five minute meetings, there's like two minute meetings, three minute meetings. Like the pre-rolls that you guys see, the, uh, like before a video or something like that, oftentimes he's like walking in the hallway on the way to a meeting, we'll stop him for a second, he'll record it, like he'll grab the mic real quick, do it, and then like go into the next meeting. Like that's another thing that's amazing about him is his ability to just like go from like this moment to like this, to this, to this, and mm -hmm. in each thing, that's all that exists. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Incredible. Yeah, I, I, he's dope. Yeah. Gary's cool. That's unreal. Yeah. So like, can you take me back to the first time you met him then? Uh, well, first time I met him was like, I think it was like 2013, 14, back in Bellingham when we did that interview. Um, and that was during the Thank You Economy tour. Um, I didn't really talk to him at all. Um, he shook my hand. That's another thing that I love is like, as the videographer, oftentimes, like you get kind of like, 
you know, like not looked at by a lot of people, but Gary, like I noticed like when we go and he does an interview with somebody else, Gary will like go up and say, hey, what up to the videographer, which I fuck with hard. Um, so he did that to me. Um, but there was no real interactions mm-hmm. the first time. Um, second time, more of the first time was that meeting Yeah. Uh, that I posted on Instagram. It's kind of like how crazy is it? Have you ever looked back and been like, you had crush it and then you met him very briefly that one time and now you work for him like, came like full circle like have you ever like looked back and kind of reflected on that i try to every morning in the shower Mm -hmm. um it's a hard hard job like we we go hard and we do a lot and uh that's what i'm always like like on the days where like (laughs) we're like filming till like 12 30 or 1 in the morning and gary's still like go 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 but i'm like tired i i really try to think about that like I would sit in my living room in my old apartment barely like just like barely making it barely making it watching Gary videos getting stoked and then being like yep I got this I got like and now I'm like filming those videos dude it's crazy and I think about it often like mm-hmm. um, there's moments where it hits harder but it's it's amazing man it's it's weird shouldn't have happened yeah (laughs) like it really should not have happened yeah yeah and i know you said every day isn't really the same but this is actually a question someone sent me when he found out that you were coming on the podcast his name is uh i'll just give him a shout out it's at ace of media on instagram but he was curious as to how many hours in a day you would ballpark that you work um i'd say on a low end um eight or nine okay um and then like the extremes, which I will make sure that I say extremes, not often, but like for trash talk, uh, the first three episodes, let's see, we would get the footage. I would get the footage on Monday morning from D rock. And, uh, every day that week I would work probably 12 to f- 11 to 13 hour days. And then, um, Thursday that morning I'd get in around eight and then I wouldn't leave the office until about noon to one on Friday the next day. So I would do like a full like 25, 26 hours straight on it. Um, similar story with the mega vlog, but those are like extreme cases. Mm-hmm. So I would say on average, um, low end, eight to nine, high end, again, on average, 12, 13, high end. Yeah. Um, Did you ever crash like here, like sleep? Is there anywhere you can kind of sleep for a little bit just kind of? During the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, during the trash talk editing, one week I did take like a 30-minute nap under my desk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little tall, so most like short uh, office couches don't house me well. So I just sleep on the floor. Um, for the mega vlog, I did sleep like maybe like an hour, mm-hmm. um, which was probably more of a mistake than a help because then I woke up Uh, yeah so i would not advise sleeping on an overnight edit (laughs) yeah Uh, but one thing i was curious about is with your personal content you've kind of slowed down a little bit is that just because you're just focused on here 100 percent? in reference to what point like do you mean just like in general or there was like a little bit of time like a couple months ago where i was posting more and then i stopped or i think in general like i know your youtube you've kind of stopped altogether i know you put up uh 
Dear Charlotte, is that what it's called? Yep. With Babin. Yep. And you put that up, but like for the most part, like I went back and looked, like you used to post quite a bit. Yep. And you've really slowed down. Is that just because you're so focused here? Yeah. So I really, really stopped giving a shit about Instagram for myself about, I think I want to say like 2016, 2017, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I just, I spent a ton of time in it. Wasn't generating income from it wasn't really generating leads for business. I was like, it it was good, like, as far as like, I don't know, adding cred. Um, But like, it didn't really help that much. So I was like, cool, I'm gonna take a step back, go all in on, at the time, my freelancing. And uh, the, the other thing too was, Instagram was a way for me to learn photography. I started with video. I always thought photography was stupid. And then I took a photo and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, you guys are legit photographers. Like, it's so much different than video. And uh, yeah, there was like my way to do that. So the moment that I felt like, not that I'm like a good photographer, but I got to the level that I wanted to be, I was like, cool, do more video stuff. Um, And then also just the more that I started leaning into like wherever I worked, the more it just made sense that like, I can come back to the whole personal branding thing mm-hmm. later, um, which is a weird thing to say, and I don't believe that for most people, and I think that's like overall a mistake that a lot of uh, creatives make. I got into a good place because I worked for Gary Vee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, like if, again, if you watch the vlog, he talks about this because I asked him this question. And like, me investing my time into Gary right now versus myself is a better investment long-term and short-term for me. Um, but I think about it every day. Yeah. So speaking of long-term, like what are some long-term goals that you're uh, going yeah. after? It's funny. Every year that I get older, I feel like they become less and less specific. Uh, I was that kid that like when I was like 10 years old, I knew what my life was going to look like. I thought about what life was going to be like in my 30s when I was like 12, you know. Um, now I know I want to do video and I know I want to do cool shit that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it that I know of right now. Yeah. Like I want, like I think the goal would be to like, I don't know, have some cool people that I've built relationships with over the years. Maybe some other people think that my work is cool and I get to do different projects, you know, films, you know, whether it be like narrative, documentary, um, music videos, commercials. Like I'm not one of those guys that doesn't like ad work. I think it's really cool. Um, So I don't know. I think the best answer is sounds so douchey but like whatever I want whenever I want Mm, yeah (laughs) which isn't that what everybody wants but like in in the realm of video yeah that's awesome man well I know we're kind of pressed for time you got a Knicks game you got to go to so I just want to kind of give you the floor plug everything and anything you got right now where can the people find you first off better than me everybody should follow team Gary V on everything uh, just, just not, I don't mean to cut you off, but Gary yeah. V memes are my favorite thing on the entire Are they the best? They're yeah. so good. So a couple of people make them on the team. Jake Levy is the one that started this. He is the man. We call him the meme god. Meme lord. <laughs> Goes back and forth. Uh, he crushed it on that. Crazy story, actually. It's not that crazy. And there's no specifics. Just a funny moment. When Gary posted the first meme, we all were like, what the fuck? Like, we didn't realize that he was going to post it and like it popped off and yeah ever since then we've just been making a shitload and like 
the community seems to love it. So yeah, uh, at Team Gary V on Twitter, Instagram, and other shit. Uh, and then myself, I guess if you wanted to check out some of the stuff that I do, I try to be active on stories. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Caleb Ralston, C-A-L-E-B-R-A-L-S-T-O-N. And same on Twitter. Um, don't try to find me on Facebook because, like, that's not cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. I guess I'm on YouTube, but I haven't posted anything for a second. So, like, maybe check it out. Oh, actually, something I did last year, so it's been a whole year, but I'm really still stoked on it. I just posted on my Instagram TV uh, this, like, short film that I made with uh, a homie, Michael Kelly. Uh, it's called Heroin of Tattoos. Um, it's like a nine and a half minute short film, little like doc on him. Basically, the the pitch is uh, work life balance, investing time in craft versus investing time in relationships. And that was one that it was just like weirdly unique because that's something I've always and probably always will be debating and considering in my head. And when he was doing uh, the tattoo on my hand, I just was talking to him and realizing, oh shit, he thinks similarly oh, I could tell kind of my story through him and in turn also learn his perspective on it and stuff like that. So it was really cool. So if you want to check that out, that would be fucking awesome. Awesome, man. Well, I just want to thank you for taking the time to come on this podcast. I really appreciate it. And I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode, whether you've listened the entire way through or you've only listened to bits and pieces. I really appreciate you taking the time to check this out. Do me a big solid, guys. Go follow Caleb on Instagram. Go follow Team Gary V. I'll make sure everything is linked in the show notes down below. And if you'd like to follow me, you can find me at, at the Jacob Kelly on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you once again for listening, everybody. We'll talk soon. Groovy, dude. That was dope.